Welcome to this week's energy show. Now, there are over a million homes with rooftop solar in the United States out of about 100 million detached single-family homes. So we're looking at market penetration of about 1%. Lots of growth potential for solar, lots of growth potential for storage, and lots of growth potential for maintenance work. Now, once people have a solar power system or battery system, the first question they ask is, how do I read my electric bill? And the second question they ask is, okay, now how often do I have to clean my solar panels? Now, reading your electric bill, that's another show altogether. And heck, I'll hire you if you can explain that bill. It's so complicated here in Silicon Valley. But on today's show, we're going to focus on mathematically with data and practically answering the second question, how often should I clean my solar panels? We're going to base our recommendation on daily and annual performance analysis that we've done on systems before and after we've cleaned them and, you know, watching these things for years. And we're also going to provide some advice on how, and especially how not to clean your solar panels. So first question, you know, how do the panels get dirty? Well, they're getting dirty basically by windblown dust. The air has just got dust in it. If you look at your car, you look at your windows, they kind of gradually get dirty. And that's why we have to wash our cars, even more dirt around roads and things like that. And if you're in a dusty area, like a farm or there's a dirt road around and some urban areas, things have a tendency to get more dust accumulation. There's also accumulation of pollen. It usually happens in the spring. Now people kind of talk about birds, Bird debris is usually not a bad problem unless your name is Hitchcock and you live in Bodega Bay. All right. Now, here's what happens when the solar panels get dirty. Obviously, they're obscuring the photons that hit the panel. I mean, those photons are then absorbed by the dirt or reflected by the dirt instead of absorbed by the silicon material behind the glass. And you're going to get an output decline. The amount of output decline varies based on the amount of soiling most of the time. And it also, interestingly enough, is sensitive based on exactly where on the panel the soiling happens. We'll get into that a little bit more. So usually the panels are kind of evenly covered with dust. You get a fine layer of dust everywhere. Then what I've seen over 20 years, the dust turns into mud and it tends to accumulate on low slope panels, usually at the very bottom. And I've actually seen multiple times systems that were installed in a flat, totally flat, there's no place for the mud to kind of run off and it accumulates and then you basically you're growing a little mini garden of moss and weeds there. Now, the output decline of the solar panel also has a tendency to be worse when it's obscuring a complete row of cells at the bottom of the panel. And that can reduce the output of that panel by more than 50%. Now, there's also an impact based on the kind of solar system you have. There's electronics that go on the back of uh, solar panels, optimizers or microinverters that help avoid a system decline in output if just one panel is obscured and and soiled and dirty. Now, if you have a regular string inverter without optimizers or without microinverters, you're going to see a bigger impact on the soiling because if just a couple of solar panels get really dirty, it could knock out the output on that whole string. It's not going to bring the output to zero, but you might see a 30 or 40% decline in output just if two panels are really bad. Now, what happens when it's really dry and dusty? These panels just get dirty. And then, okay, it's going to rain. All right, so the rain's going to clean it off. But in reality, what happens is the panels only really get clean if there's a really hard rain, one of those downpours. If there's a light rain, it's going to kind of loosen everything, but then the rain's going to kind of run down the panel. And I've seen this happen again and again. You're going to see the panels kind of get clean at the top, but towards the bottom, they're kind of dirty. Now, the next to think about is 
where and when is the solar panel cleaning activity going to be most valuable? So it's not consistent across the U.S., across system sizes, across system types. So the places where it's going to be most valuable to clean your solar panel are, and let's just kind of go through it in no particular order, it's areas where it doesn't rain regularly. You know, if you get a little light rain or maybe just you get a rainy season like in California, yeah, nine months of the year, you don't get any rain. So it's going to be more useful to get the panels washed there. It's more useful to wash your panels when it's very sunny because you're losing more energy and more money from the soiling. Now, what we found is bigger systems, it's more cost effective to clean big arrays than smaller arrays. Why? Because there's fixed costs in deploying a crew to go out. And if they're just cleaning 10 panels, it's going to be proportionally more expensive on a per panel basis than if you're cleaning 50 panels. Now, if you have a system that's at a low slope, a low tilt angle, say less than, you know, five degrees or maybe even 10 degrees or even flat. I hate when I see flat systems, but we see a lot of installers have done that because they get to put more solar on the roof. Of course, those panels get huh, they have a fraction of the output. But if the panels are at a low tilt angle, the water that you get during the rain doesn't wash off as much of the mud in the soil. It's also better to clean your panels when electricity is expensive because you're losing more money from those dirty panels. Now, it's also interesting that if it's inexpensive to clean the panels, in other words, lower labor costs, it's also cheaper to clean the panels. So if you're in a place where labor costs are really low, unfortunately, that's not California, you know, then it's going to make more sense for you to clean the panel. By the way, free labor, if you do it yourself, that's also really good. But before you climb up on your roof, listen to the rest of the podcast because there's some safety things we got to talk about. All right. So what we're going to talk about is the base economics on energy savings after considering the cost of cleaning, you know, basically the amount of money you're going to save. Now, this is what drives me crazy. You type in solar panel cleaning on Google and the conventional wisdom, even from reputable places, is often just flat out wrong. Even from manufacturers, I cringe. So a lot of bad advice out there. One website, Clean Technica, says don't clean your solar panels. That's wrong. You should clean your solar panels under certain circumstances. We'll talk about that. Another website, Energy Matters, says clean from the ground using a hose. Well, you're going to get an A-plus for safety, but you're going to get a D for effectiveness. I've never encountered a system that could be clean from the ground. It just doesn't clean. And you're going to use tap water, which has minerals in it, and that's going to stain your panels. So don't even think about hosing down your panels unless you have well water. We'll talk more about that later. Energy Matters is probably kind of saying, oh, well, when people hose it off from the ground, the output goes up. The reason the output goes up and we've tested this. The reason why the output goes up is because the panels get cool from the water. They're really hot. I mean, the panels can be 150 degrees in the bright sun. If you hose them down with water, maybe that water is 60 degrees, those panels are going to cool down. They're suddenly going to start working better. But as soon as the panels dry off and warm up again, output's going to go down. And moreover, the bad thing is there's minerals in the tap water unless you have well water. So you're going to get mineral deposits. Now, Google did a study. Google said, if they're flat, clean regularly. If tilted, don't bother. Eh, I totally agree if the panels are flat, but if you run the numbers, if you have tilted panels and if they're dirty, you're going to see something different. And we do that all the time. Okay, so I'm going to give you advice as a solar contractor. I've been cleaning solar panels on and off since 2001. And candidly, as a solar contractor with expensive labor and you know, liability insurance and professional installers, we don't make a lot of money cleaning solar panels. We do cleaning as a customer service, kind of break even at best. 
Now, more realistic, this is what I've seen after you know almost 20 years installing and washing and cleaning solar panels. And these are observations from California and also a little bit on the East Coast. Now, here's what I see in California. After two to five years, unclean panels are dirty at the bottom edges. There's kind of a, a gradation of dirt accumulation. Not so much at the very top, a little bit in the middle, and at the bottom edges, they can get caked on dirt or mud. If the panels are at a low slope, less than five degrees, especially flat, they're always very dirty. You'll see puddles of mud, you know, wherever the, like that happens to be the lowest point in the panel. And that's going to have a big impact on performance. And I've seen regularly moss and even weeds growing out of the top of panels. Now, in rainy climates, yeah, for example, on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, a lot of the northern parts of the country, heavy rains during the summer do a really good job of cleaning the panels. The rainwater is soft water. And the panels look pretty clean if they're tilted. Now, the heavy rains also clean the panels in California. The problem is that we don't always get really heavy rains. And, you know, once we get into like April or May, there's no more rain. All right. So now we talked about kind of looking at this from an economic standpoint. So let's do some math. And here's some of the assumptions we have. We're going to look at three different system sizes, five kilowatts, 10 kilowatts, and 20 kilowatts. That's the number, kind of correlates to the number of solar panels you have. And we're going to look at this in California, and I'm going to just make a rough assumption that the average electric rate is 35 cents a kilowatt hour. And we're going to look at panels in three different scenarios. Panels that are almost clean, and that's like a 2% soiling, and I'll talk a little bit in a second about what 2% means. Where they're somewhat dirty, 10%. That sounds kind of really dirty, but that's kind of average. And then extremely dirty at 15%. Now, the reason why I consider even clean panels to have about a 2% soiling is, let's say you were to clean those panels today. Next week, there's already going to be a little dust on there and dirt. So there's really only 0% soiling the day we install the panels. After that, they're gradually, gradually going to get more and more dirty. All right. And just so you know, our normal models, when we're predicting the output from the solar system, we're assuming that you have, on the average, about 5% soiling. So which is basically going to mean that you're going to clean those panels every couple of years, if not more. But we're assuming that they're going to be a little dirty. And we use the PV Watts model to estimate the output changes from the cleaning of the panels. And that's what we're going to talk about in a minute. So how much will you save under these three scenarios? This is pretty accurate information. So let's say you have a small system, 5 kilowatt system or so. And the system were 8% soiled. And you might see that happen after a couple of years. Typically, we do. Under the scenarios we talked about, 35 cent a kilowatt hour rate, 5 kilowatt system, you're going to see about a $216 savings if you clean the panels, if they're soiled at 8%. Now, if they're soiled at 15%, it might be you haven't ever cleaned the panels, you're going to see a $588 savings. Now, these numbers just go up the bigger the system gets. So if you have a 10 kilowatt system, the savings, if the system was moderately soiled at 8%, $432. And it's $1,177 if it's really dirty. In other words, if you haven't cleaned it in a long time. Boy, I've seen cases like this. We go out and clean somebody's ground mount. Boy, it's like they got a new system. And the numbers double again if you have a 20 kilowatt system. You're saving over $800 if it's moderately soiled and $2,300 after, you know, Five years or more if you've never cleaned the system. So that's pretty significant. Okay, here's my simple advice. In California and other dry, sunny climates, for systems over 5 kilowatts and where electricity is expensive, 
you want to clean the panels at least every other year. It's like really simple because it's the economics are going to be good. Now, you also might want to consider cleaning the panels once during the summer if they look really dirty if you're in a dusty area or so. Now, very small systems may never be worth the cleaning expense. 2.5 kilowatt, 3 kilowatt, maybe if you're in San Francisco where it's cloudy, it just might not be worth it. In rainy climates, don't bother cleaning your panels unless they're flat and dirty which kind of reminds me of what my wife says about me. I'm white and nerdy. All right, so in Florida, electricity is cheap. It rains a lot. might not make a lot of sense to clean your panels. God might do it, and the value is not going to be there. And if it's a small array, you know, in a real rainy, low electricity area, don't bother. Now, also, when do you want to clean the panels? Generally not in the early spring, because there's a lot of pollen that we get from the the plants and the trees. And so you want to kind of clean after most of that pollen falls down. Now, for commercial system... Same considerations apply as residential, except you got a lot more solar panels. And a lot of utility scale systems are cleaned professionally in the desert with like specialized truck mounted equipment. You can't sit there cleaning the panels individually with a squeegee. You need special equipment. You have to use deionized water and that means there's no mineral deposits. And utility scale systems, they just have brushes. It's kind of like a moving car wash moving along the right. But, you know, they don't want to use a lot of water because a lot of times this is in the desert and there's like no water there. So how should the panels be cleaned if you're going to do it yourself or hire somebody to do it? Now, there's conflicting and often incorrect advice about this. My basic points are first, safety. Consider the safety. This is a dangerous thing to do. You're going to be up on a ladder. You may be on the roof. Never walk on the panels. And when we work on roofs, um, I mean, these are OSHA regulations, we always install roof anchors on the roof, and whoever's on the roof using a tool is using harnesses. That's just an OSHA requirement. Uh, Next point, never hose off the panels. That hard water that you're going to get are going to leave calcification deposits on the glass, which are almost impossible to remove. We've had systems that, that we installed in Fresno. Water was hard. And the glass had this calcification white color. It was pretty thick. We could not get that off with a brush and trisodium phosphate. It's just like the panels were ruined. So if you have hard water, you spray that hot water on with a hose, those panels are going to cool down. Yeah, the output's going to go up a little bit, but then you're going to get that water evaporating and it's going to leave a white film after it, after a few of, of quote, cleanings, unquote. You're really maybe getting the dirt off, but you're making it worse. So, and also, as I mentioned, when the panels are cool from washing them off, the output goes up. And the reason's not because they got cleaned. The reason is the cooler panels generate more power. All right, next point. Remember, solar panels use tempered glass. I mean, we're not talking about plastic or, you know, some kind of fiber-coated material. The standard solar panels, pretty much everything I've ever installed, it's almost scratch-proof tempered glass. Very hard surface. It's just like a window. So using a brush is okay on your panels unless... The panels and some of these older panels have had what's called a surface anti-reflective coating. When the panels were new and this anti-reflective coating was thick and, and active, they actually absorbed more solar. It wasn't getting reflections off the surface of the glass. But what we found in almost every single case, and after a few years, even just the rain and the soil would kind of wash off this anti-reflective coating, you know, maybe after a few years, even if they said it was going to be permanent. I don't really see any panels that we're installing that have this anti-reflective coating, but if you do have panels with that, be careful, don't use a brush. 
Right. Other basics, turn the solar system and the battery system off when they're cleaning. Otherwise, you're going to have live wires on the roof. And then always use deionized water if you're doing it professionally or water with a detergent solution. So that's how we clean panels. We only use deionized water. It's kind of regular tap water, but we run it through a separate filter, and that eliminates the minerals in the water. It's kind of like a fancy water softener. We also use a special environmentally friendly detergent that does two important things. First, it gets the little dirt particles suspended in the water so they wash away. And second, helps dissolve any mineral deposits that may be there. Don't use regular soap. That could create a film if you have hard water. All right. And then in terms of reaching, it's handiest to use an extension squeegee or an extension brush to scrub the panels and then squeegee off the residue, squeegee off the water. You don't want to leave that water on there because it actually, you know, if there's any minerals in there, it could dry. When we use deionized water, you, know, you can see this is what they use in car washes. This is what car dealers use. That deionized water doesn't leave any residue even when it air dries. So for our process, you know, we've got a truck going over there. We've got a ladder with one or two workers. We're using deionized water and a power washer. We use a special environmentally friendly detergent. And it takes us a couple hours, you know, just for a professional cleaning. I mean, it takes time to set up the ladder. You have to make sure the ladder's safe. You got to get the power washer started up, bring the hose up there. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time. Bigger systems are going to take longer. And so the cost to do this scales based on the height of the roof, the size of the system, whether or not we can get up on the roof. So kind of ballpark, in order to do a good, thorough, safe job between $300 and $600 and maybe more, there's some customers who have these like really delicate tile roofs and we'll have to get a lift for that. Commercial arrays, much, much more. And, you know, less, obviously zero if you do it yourself, but you want to follow the guidelines that I've talked about today. So just kind of wrapping up, we're in the business of helping our customers get the biggest economic benefits from their systems. So if cleaning your panels every other year costs you $400 and you're going to save another $800 over that time frame, it's well worth it. But if you have a small system and you spend $300 to clean and you only save, you know, $200 a year, may not make as much sense. So, you know, it's worth it. If you have a big system in a dry area, but if you're in a rainy area, you've got a small system, it may not be worth cleaning regularly. We don't push our customers to clean. But if it's sunny, dry, like here in most of California, you have a large system, clean your panels if they look dirty. And I'd suggest, you know, really every other year and ideally kind of during the late spring. And regardless of the system, even if you have a little system, Every five to 10 years, you want to clean it because I guarantee that little system, even if, if it's raining, the glass is going to kind of get pretty soiled and it's going to be worth it. Okay. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts.